second cut. Well, hello. And, well, yeah, it is the second <laughs> cut, as a matter of fact. Um, in the Latch Podcast, I'm Adam. You've already heard Matt. Yeah. So, Matt, how are you doing? I'm better now that you're not trying to drink coffee in this interview. It's going to happen. I've got a whole cup, and um, it's time for my midday coffee. I've only had like four or five cups today, so I definitely need we a few more. We feel bad for you. Absolutely. We are up here in Elizabethton, Tennessee. You said it wrong. How how did they say it again? Hit them, Alex. Elizabethton. 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 I was corrected three times yesterday. I yeah. Know. That's it, the locals. The locals, yeah. Which, we are not locals. Right. And... Um, it, it wouldn't be bad to be local up here, though. This is a nice we little area. We are, however, famous already. We are. For riding in the back of a truck. Yeah. With all... Yeah. Might want to lean up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, we, uh, we were riding in the back of the truck coming down here, and um, Josh Hubbard, the Josh Hubbard, who, by the way, said he wasn't going to make it into the next podcast, and here he is. Um, he sent us a Snapchat that someone had sent him of three dudes riding down the road in lawn chairs in the back of a truck, and it was me, you, and Cameron. And I was reclining. You were reclining, yeah. yes, yes. Um, so we are up here for the two-day ranch rodeo. We had a good show last night. Very good show. We did. Um, really good crowd, too. Really good crowd, and uh, Ben Bolton come to check us out, so that was a pleasure Yeah, to have him here. Absolutely. I hadn't seen Ben, seen ben in a while, and um, he's always good to see Ben. Yeah, yeah. Ben, Ben, one of the best guys you'll ever meet. It's, I did feel bad the picture we took with him. <laughs> the rail is right in the middle of his face. Well, everybody knows he's beautiful. That's right. He, he does, that, that's fine. It adds a mystique to it. I think yeah. women like that. So now he's mysterious. Yes. Um, fireworks was good. Yeah. Um, we had some really good ranch bronze. Man, Spur and S, um, John and West Stallings. I'm, everybody in this part of the country knows the Spur and S Rodeo Company. Great, great bucking stock they have. And, man, they brought some horses that straight up turned up the heat last night. A little different than they were used to. Yes. Uh, a lot different. A lot yeah. different. Yeah. Absolutely. I think there was a couple people that got on and thought they were ready, but as it turns out... They were not ready. They were not ready. Um, but we are getting ready, getting set for the second performance tonight, 7 o'clock. We got more fireworks. And the, we had a band afterwards, too, and the band was really good. Yeah, yeah they were. Um, I never caught the name of it. William Shown hooked us up with, and they're a local band up here. But, man, they, they did some really, really good cover music and stuff like that. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I was actually still working while the band was playing, so I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I checked out. You did? I was done. Everybody did. Except the judge. Except the judge. Who did a great job judging last night. Sure. Matt is uh, the top judge. You did almost lose your life three times. times? I think five. Thank you. At least five. So you about got hooked by steers. But the worst of it all, and I've never seen nothing like it, the Pony Express race. You about died at least three times just in the Pony Express race. And you said it happened once in Slack after the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forget who it was. in No, Wolfpack. No, it wasn't Wolfpack. Anyway. Josh Yes. It, it was, was Josh, Josh Hubbard. Hubbard. Yes, it was. Man, dang it. Josh Hubbard. We, I, I, I hooked him up with a hat last night, and he's still about killed you during the show. Yeah, it wasn't as scary as when Taylor and Nathan were headed towards me. I, that was bad. I was out and I rolling. Had nowhere to go. You had nowhere to go. You were right there in the corner. And I was watching this unfold from the announcer stand, and 
the first thought in my mind is I have never had to announce a judge getting injured. This is going to be a first for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would have been bad. That It, it was crazy. In the Pony Express race. Flashbacks. I'm having flashbacks. I'm having flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got the PTSDs now. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was a good show, man. I'm looking forward to tonight. Crowd came out. <clears throat> I was worried about it at first. Like, probably 30 minutes before the show, yeah. there wasn't hardly anybody it's there. It's like they all followed each other there. Like, yeah. hey, do you know where the ring is? Yeah, follow me. Follow me. And it was like a ch- it was like a train coming in. Yeah, I, I looked out, and it was just like a mass of people. It was really yeah. cool. Um, but, you know, that's how the people are up here. Um, they told me at the arena, they said um, there for a long time, a lot of the, the shows, and I don't know if they mean rodeos, horse shows, or what kind of shows, but they just said a lot of the shows up here start late. So people are so used to it not starting on time. They said normally people show up 10, 15 minutes afterwards, and and they did. They did. So um, great time up here, Cowboy Christmas, 4th of July, rodeo weekends. A lot of rodeos going on around the area this weekend, but we're glad to be in Elizabethan. And we are starting our <laughs> our Women in Rodeo series, as promised. And... Um, You've already heard her once. She chimed in to teach us how to talk. Yeah. Still saying it wrong. We're yeah. still saying it wrong? He did just, I, did no, I say it wrong? He just said it wrong. Well, he Elisa Bethton. Elizabethton. Yeah. Elizabethton. Beth. Yeah. Beth. We got Elizabethan. it. Elizabethton. Elizabethton. Yeah. And he'll, he'll, he'll say it wrong again, I'm sure. I'm not good at saying things, which is Isn't weird that, that I'm a... not job? It <laughs> is. It is. But I get paid for the entertainment value. As long as it's entertaining, nobody cares. McKen- Although Mackenzie likes that, yeah, she does. <laughs> Although I do have to say, I don't know if you have you ever mispronounced a name at a junior rodeo. No. Oh, I have, and I have. I've probably I'm almost perfect. got into more fights at rodeos. Really? These parents come up there, and I've had a couple parents get downright ugly. Now it ain't nothing like the knife fight we had in Stanley um, to start off the season <laughs> that you were involved in. Well, I wasn't. Involved. You were involved in, but Taylor Oldham was. Yeah. Um, but. You know, it wasn't nothing quite like that, but yeah, they get wound tight over names. But speaking of names, we've got Alex Vines here. And I think for the first time last night, I actually got where you're from correct. I think so, yeah. It was closer than what you said the first time anyway. I started out in Hickory, right? Yeah, I don't live in Hickory. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever been to Hickory? I have. We go through Hickory to get places because where I'm from, you have to go through places. And... I said Boone last night, and as yes. it turns out, that's not even correct. It is. I thought you said you actually lived in, what was it, Watauga yeah, it Lake? So, I, I live in Boone. My barn where I keep my horses is out close to Watauga Lake, but it's all in Watauga County. Okay. So, we're, yeah. we're within spitting distance, as we'd say back home. Sure, yeah. yeah. Okay. Is that what they say over there in Turkey Tur- Foot? Spit, you really have never heard spitting distance? Wow. I think I heard it at a, a gas station with no gas pumps when I stopped that. <laughs> well, it must have been the one in Turkey Foot. That that's, sounds yeah. like our gas station. What does it say? A little trashy on the sign there? Yeah, but that's an understatement oh, for sure. <laughs> good deal. Um, so we're, you know, we're starting off our series with Alex. We've got quite a few people we're going to be talking to, but it just worked out really good that you were going to be here this weekend. And, um, you know, believe it or not, Alex, when we sat down with the list of people we wanted to talk to, you were on it. Oh, well, I mean, what a coincidence that I made the list and made the rodeo all, yeah. all at the same time. So that it's, rigged. Rigged. it's rigged. It was all set up. And even the first spot, top spot, very first one we're doing. Yep. 
Um, so and, it can only go up from here, right? Well, I was thinking about you leading the pack. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, that And too. speaking of leading the pack, that's what you're doing right now here in the Ranch Rodeo in the triathlon. You are leading for the season. Yeah, it's been a good season. Um, been fortunate to have some good runs and pick up some points and win some money. So it's been it's been good. So you're the first person that we've talked to that does the triathlon, and I want we've mentioned it before on our show, but I want to talk about that a little bit more. But before we do, um, let's take a step back. Um, how old are you now? I am 29. 29. Wow, getting ready to hit 30. Yeah, we don't talk about that. It's right. actually just going to be the fifth anniversary right. of my 25th. 29 like and it. holding. Yes. Yes. I like yes. It. I love uh, how you went in for the kill there. Just yeah. ask a woman her age. Well, well there was a, there was a part. Well, yeah. Let's get to the point of I could, what you asked. I could look at it and tell she wasn't too old. Most time women don't start getting mad till they start getting a little bit older. You just can't ask old women how old they are. Okay. Or women that look old. They don't work out either. Um, but anyway, so the reason I ask is because... Um, you know, we mentioned you're sitting first in the standings, but I wanted to step back and uh, kind of your history with rodeo, horses, um, how old were you when you started, how'd you get into it, etc. Yeah, so I have had horses my entire life. My dad team roped when I was younger, and I thought that horses were the most boring thing in the world. <laughs> Um, and I thought they were something that kept us from going on vacations, and I didn't get to do cool stuff. And then in about middle school, I figured out that they actually were the cool thing that I had been wanting to do. So I started junior rodeoing um, in probably fifth or sixth grade. I got to work with Ben Bolton that you guys were talking about. He announced all of my junior SRA rodeos. Um, I got to work really closely with him one year. I was a rodeo queen. And Were you really? Yeah, so me and him got very close that year. We're sitting with royalty. I we know. are. So what kind of uh, rodeo, was it like a North Carolina rodeo queen or an association queen? It was um, like the junior SRA, the junior wow. southern rodeo. Yeah. The queen of like the whole junior SRA? The queen of the whole junior SRA. Wow. Yeah, it was a pretty big deal. <laughs> not 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 to brag, but I'm a pretty big deal, right? Yeah, well, I mean, not to brag, but I was the first one. I worked all five events that girls can work in junior rodeo, and I was the rodeo queen. So I had to do all of my events and sell half and half tickets and give out buckles, and they had me running around a lot, but it was pretty fun. That is interesting. I, I definitely did not know that about you. Um, but, you know, we said it when we were kindly talking to start, but isn't Ben Bolton a great guy? Oh, yeah. He's awesome. He's so much fun to work with. Um, I, I love Ben. I, he helped me get started. I, I don't know how much you were around him when you were rodeoing. I was, I was still fighting bulls when he was announcing pretty heavily, and yeah. I just kind of got into it. But I, I'd done a couple of shows with him. Great guy. Uh, yeah. We love Ben Bolton. Um, but so you mentioned um, there were five events. That girls can do mm-hmm. junior SRA. So we got pole bending, barrel racing, goat tying, and what are your other two? Breakaway, Breakaway, Breakaway. and I team roped. Oh, you teamed rope. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you do in those events? Um, I was not a great team roper. I header or healer. I did both, and neither very well <laughs> um, because I didn't really practice that much. Uh, but barrel, uh, breakaway roping and goat tying were definitely always my favorites. That's what I was the most successful in. And I just ran barrels and poles to chase some all-around points. Right. Um, you know, I figured that you might excel at team roping, being that you mentioned your dad was a big team roper. Yeah. Um, I just 
I don't know. I think there was like a whole pressure thing about having a partner and wanting to do well for them. And I think there's a whole mental um, aspect that comes into that. And I have picked team roping back up more recently and have probably caught more this season than I did my entire junior SRA career. Um, And maybe that's just because I don't care. Right. People miss. So. Right. I wasn't great at that in middle school. I didn't like to not be successful. Right. Nobody was, I don't think. <laughs> no. I like, care what they thought about them then. Nowadays, right. you're like, it's what it is. It's whatever, you yeah. know. Um, so your dad, did he run a lot of rodeos, or is it more strictly team roping events and things like that? Um, he just, he went to a lot of, like, big team ropings. They rodeoed a little bit, but he was definitely more of, like, a... In the team roping scene. In the scene. team roping, yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Well, you mentioned that your favorites was the goat tying and the breakaway. Mm-hmm. Well, and that leads us... Into the triathlon. Into the triathlon. Yeah. Um, the, when did you start running? in the? Because they're, they're, fair, they're a fairly new creation in general. How long have they been around? Um, I don't... I think only like recently around here, just like the past couple of years, I entered my first one in October of last year. Oh, wow. Um, I yeah. didn't realize you hadn't been doing it any longer than that. Yeah, I'd done the three events separately of course basically my whole life but you never really know what's going to happen when you try and put it all together on one horse and I'm pretty lucky that I've got a pretty good horse that puts up with me so it's been it's been a really good good time. Well I seen two good horses last night you were on the exhibition as well um but you were on your your older horse in the show right and then you brought your young horse in for exhibition which I was pretty impressed with the young horse. So, is there going to be a horse change tonight for the show or what? Well, you see, I was planning on watching Slack and kind of seeing there were so there's some really good girls entered in Slack and I was going to kind of watch and see how they did and how times were stacking up. Um, but now it's looking like Slack's going to be after the show because of some heat. So, that makes my decision a little bit harder. They are both in Elizabethton right now, so the decision has not been made oh. yet. So it's hot outside, but the heat is on you as well. <laughs> it is. Nice. That was good. That, yeah, that was good. That was right off. That's why I'm a professional adult male entertainer. That was good. Here we go. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, next subject. Um, yeah. Um, Jesse just woke up from a sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so the, there's two things that when you were talking just a minute ago um, that I wanted to ask you about and one we kind of talked about after the show last night and I don't know if you if you noticed this as well last night Matt from where you were at but I was watching your run and as I was watching it you said my, I looked really slow you looked actually. slow you said I looked really slow yeah and then in, you looked down in a down. speed event so thank you for that but here's the funny <laughs> but that's the point hold on a second you're gonna tear me I looked up. down with comments like that it's good. and and the winner one with a 35.2, you finished the event in 35.5. It didn't look as fast as some of the other runs that were actually slower than you were. And I've seen that a lot in barrel racing. You'll watch a run and you're thinking, wow, that was slow. And you look down, it's the fastest time. So how, how does that work out like that sometimes? What's the difference sometimes between a fast-looking run and an actual quick run? So I think for me and for that horse, she just doesn't waste any steps. Um, and so everybody always talks about the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. Um, and that's kind of her mentality. 
I've had her since I was in middle school, so we definitely know each other inside and out, and she is very efficient. She turns usually pretty well, and I'm super comfortable getting off of her in the goat tying, um, and I think that that's where I pick up a lot of time in the triathlon because people don't focus as much on getting off, and goat tying was where I excelled in middle school and high school. I will right. say when she dismounts and gets out, her hands are super fast. And right. I mean, she's, it's, she definitely makes up a lot of time there, like she said. Now, I saw Mackenzie get off. I was over riding at Jesse's house Wednesday night, and they were practicing a little bit. And so I'm watching Mackenzie get prepping for this weekend. <laughs> so I'm sitting there on, on Jesse's horse, and here she comes, and she gets off. And I'll be honest, I would give all the money in my billfold to have that on video because I'm not sure if she's falling or getting drugged or just, like, diving off. And then she goes down, and, like, I thought she was getting trampled. Like, that horse's hooves probably – pinched her leg like it was that close and it was just the biggest cluster as she's rolling around in the ground trying not to die so you know it is important how you get off there is an art to it what is that art of getting off what what makes a good get off as opposed to what Mackenzie did Wednesday night well now hearing that I think she did a great job yesterday she had a great run I didn't get to see it but so, yeah you are but, but I will say, to the band while we were other people were trying to that's work. right exactly. but but I do have to say this in Mackenzie's defense she did it a few more times she didn't fall anymore it was just it, she just had to get the rust off yeah you know improvement um yeah I think I mean every girl's gonna have their own style and what they feel comfortable with I think the biggest thing is trusting your horse because you're basically the goal is to be hanging off the side of them while they're continuing to run and having to trust them to not leave you hanging or run over you or to do their job. Um, and then lots of practice. Like I said, I've had her since middle school. And so there have been lots of late nights just getting off and lots of wrecks and lots of falling. And right. once you finally get your timing down and your horse knows what's going on, then... It just kind of feels second nature, and you can make up some time. So going back to the efficiency of movement, like you were talking about yeah. during the barrel run, yeah. Yeah. It all works together. Right, and she don't waste any time out of the box either. She, no, no. She's there to throw, and she's pretty much always at first barrel letting her rope go. And that's something I want to mention as well, but before we move to that, I want, want to step back a little step bit. Step back, because I said there was two things I wanted to bring up. One was one was the run and the efficiency and all that, because I know we had talked about that a little bit last night. Um you mentioned the horse. You know, you're you're looking for a, in the triathlon. You need a horse that's a barrel horse, a rope horse that's a multi-event horse. And a lot of people that I know that haul rodeos, they'll haul two horses. They'll mm -hmm. haul their barrel horse and they'll haul their breakaway horse. But you don't get the luxury of swapping horses in this event, so you need something that can do a little bit of both. So, what what are you really looking for when you're talking about a good triathlon horse? Oh, Lord. Um, my dad and I, we talk about that often. Um, I keep saying I've had my triathlon horse since middle school, which means she is getting some age on her. Um, and it's just really hard to get off of a good one. Ideally, you want something that's competed in all three events, but that's a, a kind of random three to go together. Um, some people think that the barrel run is the most important to find like a horse that can really clock well on the pattern. And I 
personally don't think so because I think any horse that has some decent speed and that has some ride to them, you can get them through the barrels. But if they can't give you a good shot out of the box to make an attempt at your calf, then that's an automatic plus five. If you know right. that your horse is never going to give you a shot. And then uh, every second that you have to slow your horse down or stop him to get off or he's cutting in front of you at the goat, um, I think adds time. And in barrels, really, as long as you're not going to the fence or walking, you're losing maybe tenths of a second right. as opposed to the plus five if you know you're never going to get a shot on your calf. If your horse is terrified of a rope, right? it doesn't matter if you can smoke a set of barrels. So um, I look for something that I can rope pretty confidently on. The horse that I exhibitioned last night had never been through the barrels and never seen a goat, and she still clocked pretty decent wow. because she wasn't afraid of the calf, and she didn't kill me when I swung a rope on her. Right. You didn't so. go straight from the breakaway rope into the bronc riding, which happens on occasion. Yes, it yeah. does. Yes, it does. That's always a good goal to not throw in any other events. Three is enough. <laughs> Three is enough. So what were you going to ask her, Matt? I wanted to step back a little bit and talk about the horse, and what were – there was another point you were going to make there. I think I was just going to – I was probably going to go right where you went okay. about the horse thing. You, you really do want a good rope horse because a good rope horse will sit and turn a barrel. Like she said, it's got some ride to it. Whereas a hot barrel horse, if you will, probably going to throw that rope, lose the calf, and run all the way to the end of the arena. <laughs> right. It happens. So, yeah, you want a good-headed, you know, good-minded horse. And something that I think goes into it, a lot of barrel horses setting up their first barrel is a huge part of your run. And in a triathlon, you don't always get right. a perfect setup to your first barrel. You're coming out of the the healing box or the breakaway box, which is not a great approach for most barrel horses. So you got to take that into account as well. Well, one thing I've noticed about watching you run and some of the other people that are consistently good is um, the timing of that transition from breakaway to barrels. Yeah. I've watched girls that are so intent on catching that calf that they overshoot it. Well, then you're backtracking. And even if they catch the calf, it's costing them time. Right. And then I've also seen girls that maybe take a shot at a calf a little too quickly so to fall in the barrel pattern, but they had a little more time than what they anticipated. And so it cost them five. You know, so right. I would assume... Since that's the first, you know, starting off on the right foot, I would assume that really your timing in that transition is probably one of the most important things to setting up a quick run. Oh, definitely. There's a lot of strategic and mental game that goes into a triathlon, like, you know, looking at the setup and figuring out where do I need to throw by to ensure that I can get back to my horse and make a, make a good run through the barrels um, and kind of weighing out some options. Do I want to make sure that I get a good shot on my calf or have we went too far down the pin that I'm going to take more than five seconds to come back and kind of weighing those options. I'm just going to take a shot and add the five seconds or, you know, I've, it's ran through my head occasionally. I've never actually done this yet. But sometimes the goats that we get fight really hard and you watch girls struggle down there and they can't keep the legs together because the goat's fighting and it's strong. And so then you take the thought, mm, am I going to spend more than five seconds fighting with this goat on the ground? Can I just put a wrap and a tie on him and get up in a second and a half, two seconds and gamble that I was fast enough or that maybe right. he's tired right now and won't get up? Um, because 
there's so much going on in a triathlon that it's rare to get those perfect clean runs consistently from anybody because there's so many factors that go into right. it. And a lot of times that's what it boils down to. The person that wins was just clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Often. And another cool thing about the triathlon is you can even not be clean and still end up in the money. Um, you know, last night, story of um, my life here recently, you, you know, you finished third and, and you didn't have your best triathlon run last mm-hmm. night, but you still finished third or fourth, I think. Yeah, I think I was fourth. Fourth. You know, you, you still finished pretty well despite not having your best run. And it's something I, I know a lot of people are interested in the triathlon yeah. because maybe they've, I know several people that have done two of the three events mm-hmm. and they're like, well, I can't or I'm not a good breakaway rope or something like that. And I try to tell them, you know, that's, you can even botch this one event and that don't necessarily mean you're adding money. Yeah. You know, you could still come out pretty good overall. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing a lot of people have, you know, seen triathlons and it's gaining so much exposure and so much interest Um, and so often I hear girls that come up and they're like, well, I just need to practice some more. Well, maybe I'll enter next year. And my biggest advice to them is just go enter, like go figure it out, see how your horse is going to act. It is so hard to, um, to recreate like a triathlon at your house. Um, because there are so many factors that go into it. So just go enter. And for the most part, Everybody that I've met so far that triathlons is the first to come up and be like, hey, you know, let's look at your breakaway swing swing really quick. Let's come around for the dummy. Hey, I noticed that you were doing this with your goat. If you, you know, stack the legs a little bit differently, I think it'll be better. So the best way to find people that can help you in a triathlon is by entering a triathlon and getting out there and meeting people and, and getting some help. Or possibly going to an Alex Fines clinic because we were talking before and you're starting to do um, some triathlon clinics. Yeah. So as the interest grows, um, we get a lot of girls, like you said, that come in and like, oh, like I love to run barrels, but I've, you know, kind of swung a rope around before and I've never even seen goat tying really. Um, And so we've started doing some clinics up here. We had a breakaway clinic back in May um, in Mountain City, which isn't far Um, from Elizabethton, just across the state line, um, just to kind of get that interest out there. Of course, we all want to see the Western sports industry grow. And if we can help teach girls about breakaway roping or get them on some horses that they feel more confident in, then the industry is going to grow as a whole. And there's going to be more people up here for me to ride with because it's not huge in the mountains yet. Right. Um, And, you know, one of the interesting things, like looking at just the lineup from last night, you had some really young people like Josie Cheek. She's Energy Junior Rodeo. Right. I think about fifteen. Yeah, 16. her and uh, Maddie Spainhauer both. They're they're youngins, but they're, they're and we've even seen girls younger than that. And of course, the Cruise girls. I like think Lexi, they're Lexi. Uh, yeah. Lexi's just started out. She's doing really yeah. good. And then you've got some people who have been around it for a long time and maybe even spent most of their adult career in barrel racing and just looking race. for something new to do right I and mean, they I step into it a barrel racer gets burnt out on running barrels but sometimes you got to add to it i went to a you barrel racing like- one time and i was burnt out on barrel racing it took all of half of one run you know did you know i gotta throw this in three yeah that barrel racing is the most dangerous sport in rodeo this is the worst joke you're gonna hear and i apologize it's okay 
Last weekend at the rodeo, I watched three small children get trampled to death, people going to the concession stand during the barrel race. Don't lie. That was great. That was great. That was actually a uh, a one-eyed Jack joke, but he told it about team roping. But okay. team roping ain't much better. And I, I appreciate the skill in team roping. Like I'll be honest. So what do you like to watch? Are you a rodeo announcer? What let's do back you up. like to watch? I always clarify, I appreciate the skill in team roping. And I can watch it for a little while, but even team ropers, like Colt Bass, we were talking about it, yeah. and some of the Brum boys, after a while, it's not the most entertaining well, thing Well, nobody to watch. wants to watch anything for 12 hours. I love, my favorite event in rodeo is bareback riding. I love, and, and bucking horses in general, but if I had to pick a particular type of bucking horse, I love bareback riding, and I love steer wrestling. And, I, and even, I, I like to watch shoot dogging. I enjoy it. It's not as fun as a steer wrestling, but I, I, I enjoy shoot dogging. Well, not many people really enter those events anymore. Exactly. <laughs> you might get one or two bronc riders and right. five steer wrestlers. So maybe that's why you like it because it's just in and out and quick. And no, no, not on. at all. <laughs> exactly um, but you know, that is one of the reasons that I think ranch bronc riding is really exploding a lot. A lot of our regular rodeos, it's moved past ranch rodeo, and it's really started to move. You know, we did, um, I announced an NCA show that you were breakaway roping and barrel racing at, and that we had really muddy. Muddy Friday night got rained out. And I think we had, what, eight ranch bronc riders, something like that? Yeah, there was quite a few. Yeah, for sure. 